going on, everybody? This is the Locked On Nittany Lions Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. It is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019, and we have a lot to get into today because the latest college football playoff rankings came out last night, and we're going to run down the rankings this week and talk about whether Penn State is fitting into the playoff picture now after having suffered their first loss of the season. There were some interesting developments that came out of these playoff rankings. So we're going to talk about that in today's episode. We're also going to touch on the rant that James Franklin had about some of the criticism that he has been facing for his coaching decisions in that Minnesota loss. So that was worth mentioning yesterday during his press conference. We'll talk about that as well. We do these episodes every Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's iTunes or Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on it, and there's also an RSS feed, so if you want to add that to whatever podcasting app you may be using for your podcast, we would greatly appreciate the subscription. And then once you get a feel for the episode, make sure you spend a couple minutes and just leave a rating and a review. We love the feedback. We also know that it's going to help support the show moving forward with the placement on those various podcasting apps. So if you like what you hear, make sure you share your support and we'll continue to grow this podcast moving forward with your help. We also want you to be connected to this podcast. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. Talk to us at any time on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. We also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. So go ahead and give it a like. Share these episodes with your friends and family on your Facebook feed. And we're going to have some fun these next couple of weeks because there's still a lot to play for. As we mentioned in yesterday's episode, we'll kind of continue with that theme moving into this weekend's game against Indiana. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's get started and talk some college football playoff rankings. Tuesday night, we got our second installment of this season's college football playoff rankings from the selection committee, and we all knew that Penn State was going to be taking a fall after their loss to Minnesota, and if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you heard me say that I thought that they were going to be number seven, maybe number eight, but I thought number seven was going to be the realistic ranking. Turns out I was a little overly optimistic about where Penn State was going to fall, and maybe I gave a little bit too much credit to some of the resumes that uh, are out there or not enough credit to some of the other resumes that the selection committee is evaluating. Penn State fell from number four down to number nine. The selection committee really hammered them a little bit, relatively speaking, after their loss to Minnesota. Minnesota does come in at number eight. So Minnesota does make a big jump from their number 17 ranking last week, which you heard me say last week. I thought that that was undervaluing Minnesota. I thought the selection committee did them no favors with their initial ranking. Now, of course, that we expected that Minnesota was going to make a big jump, having a win against number four Penn State, number four at the time Penn State. And they certainly did that, but they didn't rise quite as high as I thought they would for an undefeated team in the Big Ten with a victory against one of the top four teams in the country when they played. So that's very interesting, right? The selection committee is now being asked some hard questions. And I think if you look at Minnesota's resume and Alabama's resume, there are some concerns here, I think, moving forward because the selection committee is giving Alabama more of a benefit of the doubt for their one loss to LSU, who is their new number one team in this week's rankings, whereas Minnesota hasn't lost a game and they beat a team that was just in the top four last week. So uh, I think we're looking at some brand recognition, getting more of a pass here from the selection committee. 
at least as far as Minnesota is concerned, because I'm surprised that Minnesota is only at number eight. I thought they would actually be a little bit higher. And I certainly feel like they are deserving of it because they have just as good of resume, if not better than what Alabama has. And Alabama has zero wins against top 25 teams. Minnesota has one. So I, I don't know where the selection committee is coming here. Obviously, I do think that Alabama is a better team, but you, I, I just struggle to not give Minnesota the credit that I think feel like they deserve. If you don't want to have Minnesota ahead of Alabama, I get it. But having them against uh, Utah or Oregon, I think that's a very fair argument to be made for having Minnesota at least one or two spots higher than they currently are in this week's rankings. Well, let's run down the rankings right now for you. The number one team in the country is LSU this week after their victory against Alabama. And if you've been listening to me, you know that I felt like LSU should have been number one last week. Uh, Not to discredit anything that Ohio State is doing. I just feel like LSU has had the better resume. Now, I will say that there was a stat going out around there on Twitter that I saw about the strength of schedule. And Ohio State is actually better than I anticipated or you know realized so i can understand why ohio state would have been the number one team considering how dominant they have been but either way lsu ohio state one two whichever order you want to put them in is fine with me i'm going to go with lsu because i feel like they've got more quality wins higher quality wins i should say compared to what ohio state has had up to this point in the season now with alabama and penn state losing last week we knew that there was going to be at least one number four team, number four team in the country or number three team in the country and that clemson moves into number three and georgia comes in at number four and of course uh, we expected that clemson was going to slide in to one of those top four spots without any question uh 10 to no record the defending national champions although that doesn't really mean anything but you saw their performance saturday night last week uh they they were sending a message to the selection committee after being or feeling like they were disrespected by those first rankings at number five but clemson moves up to number three so i guess the big question was who's going to be the fourth team because we always have to know if the playoffs started today who would be in and we had some fun with that last week while it lasted but i do think that there was an interesting discussion because i had a had a question of whether or not alabama would actually fall out of the top four they did they fell down to number five and georgia slides in at number four now why is this important well first of all Georgia deserves to be ahead of Alabama. Georgia has good quality wins against a Florida team that this week is ranked uh, 11th in the college football playoff rankings. They also beat Notre Dame, who's up to number 16. So they have some good quality wins on their resume that kind of take more precedent over their bad loss to South Carolina. And I don't like comparing losses. I I really don't. (laughs) If it really comes down to it, we will. But I feel like Georgia has the good quality wins that we've mentioned before. And that is what I look at first. I look at who you've beaten, not necessarily who has beaten you. So in this case, I feel like Georgia absolutely deserved to be ahead of Alabama. The question is, does Penn State deserve to be ahead of Alabama? I say Probably. (laughs) I I really do. And I'm not saying that they should be in the top four or anything like that, but I do feel the argument is there. If we're giving Georgia the benefit of the doubt for their one bad loss, but having good quality wins, well, why isn't Penn State ahead of Alabama? Penn State has two victories against teams that are in the top 25 this week, including number 15, Michigan, and number 20, Iowa. Alabama has zero wins against these top 25 teams out there. And of course, they're 0-1. Penn State is also 2-1. and one. So I feel like the quality win argument is there for Penn State, just like it is for Georgia. And we'll go back to the, the loss 
that you've had. Yes, Alabama lost to LSU, but Penn State lost to Minnesota, and uh, that game was on the road. So I just feel like I don't understand the entire logic behind having Alabama ahead of Penn State if we're basing this on resume. I feel like the resume argument is still there for Penn State. That's why I feel like dropping them into number nine was pretty surprising to me. Now, I said in the podcast yesterday that maybe Penn State was going to be behind Oregon. Wasn't expecting them to be behind Utah. We'll talk more about these college football playoff rankings coming up in the next segment. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. With Penn State falling from the ranks of the unbeaten and into the pool of one-loss teams, I was going to be very curious to see just how the selection committee was going to rank Penn State compared to the other one-loss teams. I fully expected that Georgia was going to be the team most likely to be ranked ahead of Penn State in that one-loss pool. What I wasn't necessarily counting on was Oregon and Utah both coming in ahead of Penn State. And you know, I'll even throw Alabama into the conversation, although it would not have shocked me to see Alabama ranked ahead of Penn State, just given history, to say the least. But as I said in yesterday's podcast, I thought Oregon had a chance because they haven't lost since the opening week of the season on a neutral field and controlled a game that they lost in the final minutes against Auburn. I don't think that that's a horrible loss at all. And Oregon has looked pretty good. They've been uh, on a pretty decent roll here uh, moving forward as a Pac-12 favorite. And a lot of the focus as far as the Pac-12 and the college football playoff is concerned seems to have focused on Oregon. And I think that that's deservingly so. But Utah is right there too. I just, I don't know if I would have had Utah ahead of Penn State. And I don't think I would have had Oregon ahead of Penn State. I honestly don't. And I think that's because if you look at the the one loss situation, Minnesota is now the number eight team in the country. And the team that beat Oregon, they're ranked number 12. So what do you give more credit to? Losing to the number 12 team on a neutral field or losing to the number eight team on their home field? Again, I don't want to you know, nitpick too much here. And I will stress this urgent reminder that this is a week-to-week discussion that's almost kind of forced, but you know we're going to have it anyway. But this is the thing. The college football playoff in the, the second batch of rankings really means nothing. And I've said it before, and again, I will say it again. Don't overreact too much and worry too much about where teams are ranked at this point in time. The bottom line here is this. Penn State still has a chance to make up for this. <laughs> they, they obviously have a lot on their plate if they're going to do that. But I feel like Penn State is still in a decent position here, even though they've been knocked all the way down to number nine. And there are a bunch of teams ranked ahead of them right now. But as I said in yesterday's episode, when we were going through the best case scenarios, obviously this season, as far as the playoff is concerned, or even the Big Ten championship is concerned, was always going to come down to having to beat Ohio State on the road right? Uh, That has not changed. And of course, uh, a path to the playoff could easily be restructured if Penn State were to win this weekend against Indiana and then go on the road next week and beat Ohio State. So this season still comes down to what happens against the Buckeyes next week. And again, Penn State has to take care of Indiana this week. I don't want to completely overlook that. I'm going to make sure that I remind you of that every time I look ahead to next week because it's hard not to look forward to next week uh, against Ohio State because we know that the history of this series and we know the stakes that could potentially be involved, at least for Ohio State, 
and Penn State would love nothing more to, to go in there and ruin that. But uh, again, I don't think Ohio State's going to lose a game. So this could all be for naught anyway. This could all just be for a waste of a conversation filler because uh, there's still a very good chance that Penn State finishes the season no better than 10-2. and two. And you know what? That's still a really good season. But the way that they're ranked right now, it starts to put a possible spot in the New Year's Six a little bit in jeopardy. The, things could obviously change, though, because if Minnesota does lose to, say, Iowa, all of a sudden, that win against Iowa, first of all, looks better. And uh, Minnesota would very likely fall in the pecking order. And even though Minnesota would fall to 9-1 if they were to lose to Iowa, the way that these rankings are structured right now, I could easily see the selection committee putting Penn State ahead of Minnesota because they would have some top 25 victories. And include That would include uh, that win against Iowa, which you know maybe kind of makes up for losing on the road against Minnesota when they had a chance to win it at the end too. So I, I don't really know what to make of the selection committee rankings this week. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are frustrated seeing Penn State fall as far as they did. But again, don't worry about it. <laughs> Seriously, do not worry about it because we all know this, okay? There are teams that are still ranked ahead of Penn State that are going to lose games. It's a given. It's impossible for some of these teams not to have one loss coming on their schedule because Oregon and Utah could play in the Pac-12 championship. One of them is guaranteed to lose a game. And they could each lose another game before that. LSU and Georgia could play in the SEC championship game. Maybe it doesn't necessarily matter as far as Penn State is concerned, but one of them has to lose another game. And there's still a chance that Alabama could play in the SEC title game. Probably not likely, but it is a chance. It is still a mathematical possibility. And, of course, uh, an 11-1 Alabama is still a playoff contender, I think, in the eyes of the selection committee, too. But we'll see. And, obviously, Penn State can take care of Ohio State, and then you don't have to worry about it. But uh, there is a lot at play here, and I think the committee is just uh, leaving a lot of people wondering just what the decision-making in here is. And it goes back to where Penn State falls in that one-loss conversation. It really does. I was surprised to see that they were as far down that pecking order as they are because they're behind Georgia, they're behind Alabama, they're behind Oregon, and they're behind Utah. They are ahead of Oklahoma. I, I did fully anticipate that. And, of course, none of the two lost teams are quite ready to sniff a chance to pass Penn State just yet. Uh, but the selection committee has got some things to explain here. Baylor is still down at n- number 13 despite a 9-0 record. I think that they're getting undervalued. I still think they're undervaluing Minnesota right now. And that's not just because they just beat Penn State. I said it last week. I thought the Gophers deserve to be ranked higher. I don't think they're getting nearly enough respect from the committee. And even after their victory against Penn State, I feel like they should absolutely be ranked ahead of Utah and Oregon. If you don't want to rank Minnesota ahead of Alabama, fine, whatever. I'll live with it. But I do think that Minnesota should be at least a couple spots higher than they currently are. And I also think that Penn State should be ranked ahead of those Pac-12 teams because the Big Ten is just a better conference overall. And Penn State has those quality wins. And I'm not seeing too many teams in this top 25 that Oregon and uh, Utah have beaten. So I, I just don't necessarily understand how Penn State is ranked behind a couple of those teams that are ranked ahead of them. But again, let's not worry about it too much. You know, all that Penn State has to do is win the rest of the games, and then it's a moot point uh, at that point. 
We'll see what happens, guys. Lots of play for still for Penn State. Don't get too bothered by these uh, college football playoff rankings. It'll all sort itself out, and the only rankings that matter are ultimately the rankings that come out at the end of the season. So this is just a litmus test or, I guess, a, a brief look at to how the selection committee is evaluating things. I don't necessarily think it's a way that favors Penn State in many ways right now. It certainly did last week, but they certainly hammered them this week by dropping them down to number nine. But we'll see what the next week brings. We'll see what the next two weeks brings. And of course, uh, in three weeks, we'll see where Penn State stands at the end of the race. All right, let's move on. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some of the airing of grievances that James Franklin had with the media on Tuesday. Some interesting thoughts coming out of the normally reserved and media savvy James Franklin. He had some he had some things to get off his chest, and I think he did, certainly did that with the media on Tuesday. We'll talk about that in the next segment. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. Manscaped, guys. Manscaped is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. While we are officially turning the page to Penn State's upcoming game against Indiana, James Franklin took it upon himself to make sure that he had some final words to say about what went down against Minnesota. There was some criticism and some questions about whether or not Penn State should have gone for two points when they did in that game against Minnesota as they were coming back. I know me personally, I didn't think that it was the right call. I felt like just take the extra point. That's going to put you in a decent position uh, later on in the game. Most likely, I just take the points. I'm not chasing the two point at that point in time. But James Franklin was very defensive about it. He stuck to his guns. And if he had to do it all over again, he probably would. That seemed to be the vibe that he had when he was addressing the media on Tuesday because he had some venting to do. He had something to get off of his chest because he hears the criticism. He's very media savvy. He knows what people are saying about his program and, you know, positive or negative. He's going to react to it. He's going to defend his program. He's going to defend his coaches. He's going to defend his players when they need to. And, of course, he's going to defend his own decision making, which I think is perfectly fine. I, I know sometimes coaches defend things a little bit too strongly. But this was something that I think he really felt the pressure and was tired of hearing some of his uh, decision-making questioned the way that it was by some people in the media. I know Dave Jones of PennLive.com had the column that he was really taking James Franklin in the task for going for two points. So if you get a chance to read that, I know it's behind a paywall, but go ahead and check that out. Dave Jones is always a, a, a interesting read <laughs> to, to see what he has to say about Penn State. He's got a, a way of grinding against the grain sometimes. But he's been doing this a long time, and there's a reason for that because he gets reaction. He's a good writer, and of course, he has a good pulse for the current state of Penn State, and he's not going to sugarcoat it. And I think that's one of the things I respect most about Dave Jones. And, you know, sometimes it'll rub some people the wrong way. And I think in this particular case, James Franklin really took exception to it. And I think Neil Riddell uh, was another reporter who had some questions about the two-point conversion try. Uh, so James Franklin kind of had enough of it. So during his press conference yesterday with the media, on Tuesday with the media, he made to sure to have some closing thoughts about it before he walked away uh, at the end of his press conference. And he really defended vehemently 
his decision to go for two points he went through say you know we checked the charts it said to go for two points it was the right decision you know, say what you will hindsight's always going to be 2020 and again i still questioned it in the moment to kick the two or go for the two points i would have taken the extra point but no that's just me i'm not the head coach but james franklin was very defensive about it and i think he's What's going on this rant about the media, about how some things are said and they're kind of taken or presented as facts when they're really just opinions. And in this case, you know, anything that Dave Jones is uh, saying in his columns should be taken more as opinion. Obviously, he's going to have facts in there as well. But a lot of the things that he's going to say or any columnist is going to say are generally going to be viewed more as opinion. So if again, you read it for yourself, you can judge for yourself uh, where the, the opinion and fact line is drawn. But I do say, once again, I think that James Franklin probably should have kicked the extra point. And you know, obviously, as the game played out, kicking the extra point would have been putting Penn State in a better position to win the game than the two points. Now, obviously, if they make the two-point conversion, completely different story perhaps, right? A field goal actually doesn't tie it. It would actually send it to overtime. So that's uh, something to just keep in mind. But James Franklin stuck to his guns, and he was very defensive about it. And I, I think it's okay to have a coach that's going to stick to his own decisions and stand by them even when they don't work out. The last thing you want is a coach who's going to react too much, I think, to anything that is pointed out in the media. That can get a tr coach into so much trouble. And I think James Franklin, he certainly has some flaws, I think, with the game management. And we've discussed it here on this podcast, and it's been something that's been brought up time and time again. You know the record in some of these big games tends to go against him with the narrative. And sometimes he brings it upon himself. We'll be blatantly honest about it. But I do think that it's okay to have a coach who's going to coach the way he needs to coach. Look, this is a Penn State team that I believe is going to win 10 games this year. They are winning 9 games, 10 games, 11 games. This is a program that has really raised the bar as far as the expectations are concerned. And yes, they are fighting hard to try and get to that next step. And obviously, a loss of Minnesota kind of sets things back a little bit, at least as far as this season's progress is concerned. But again, there's still a lot to play for. And that's because they have gone out and they've won a lot of games with James Franklin as a head coach. So say what you will when things go bad, but you got to give him praise when things are going well too. And there's been a lot more positive things that have been happening with James Franklin as a head coach as compared to the negative things. Honestly, uh, you, you say what you will about the game management, but the man is producing wins at Penn State at a rate that we haven't really seen over the course of sustained success like this in quite some time with the program, if we're being completely honest. Yes, since Penn State joined the Big Ten, they've had some really good seasons. But they've tended to be a little bit you know, spread out throughout the course of the last 20, 30 years. So I think what we're seeing from Penn State right now is James Franklin certainly knows how to build a program, recruit the talent, develop the talent, there, there's probably still room to grow, and that's okay because Penn State is still trying to grow. That's the big key takeaway here. And if you watched the HBO 24-7, you saw the episode with Penn State. James Franklin addressed that. You have to work really hard to build a team that is capable of being in the top 25. You have to work even harder to get into the top 15, even harder to get to the top 10, even harder to get into the top 5, and of course, the college football playoff. So Penn State is working to get there, and James Franklin is a major reason why Penn State's even in this position where we are today. It's November 13th, 
and Penn State still has a chance to play for the Big Ten Championship, still has a path to the college football playoff, and this should be the norm for this program. It really should. It's been a long time since this has been the bar for this program on a regular basis, and it's about time that James Franklin's getting some credit for that. Again, yes, he has some flaws, right? Every coach does to a degree. Even Nick Saban, even Dabo Sweeney, they're going to have some things that they probably wish they could have done differently. And not everything is going to go exactly their way on every given Saturday or Friday or Thursday or whatever. They, those coaches still have some lumps every now and then, believe it or not. They come few and far between, but that's where James Franklin is trying to get to with his program here in Penn State. So again, let me know what you think about James Franklin's rant. Is he right? Is he wrong? You can reach us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, we do these episodes every Monday through Friday. And you can subscribe so you make sure you never miss an episode in your favorite podcasting app, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, you name it, we're on it. You can make sure you're following us on our RSS feed. And you can also give us a rating and a review. We appreciate the feedback. We want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what we can do to improve this show moving forward. Because we want you to be a part of the show. And the best way to be a part of it is not only to subscribe, but follow us on Twitter. Interact with us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. We've got a Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. We are going to be doing some things on there, maybe some live video streams, live uh, commentary. We will be getting into that. I just got to figure out when my schedule is going to allow for stuff like that. But there's so many things we can do at the Facebook page. We just want to make sure you're a part of it as well. So Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we will be doing our Big Ten Weekend Preview, where we take you through the entire weekend schedule of the Big Ten teams. And now that we're into our second playoff rankings, when we see where Penn State is, I'm going to give you some ideas for what your rooting interests should be this weekend, not only around the conference, but also around the top 25. And we'll set out some goals. If your goal is to get Penn State into the playoff, I'm going to tell you what teams you need to be rooting for, what teams you need to be rooting against. We'll do all of that in tomorrow's episode. Should be a fun one, so make sure you come back and check it out. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. Coming up in the next couple of days, I will have the game preview for this weekend's game between Penn State and Indiana over on Athlon Sports. So I'll make sure to share that with you guys once it becomes available. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow.